Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me the fabulous Najula Thompson. Hi, Najula. Hi, Anika and friends. How are you guys today? It is Friday, and we made it to Friday. For some of us, that means like more like Tuesday, but you know, we're going to roll with it, though. <laughs> so I am glad to have you today because I actually already have met you through the virtual world, and you, today, instead of being on a panel, this is all about you, and I want you to tell listeners what your businesses are, because I happen to know you have more than one business and that you are actually a pioneer of a tribe, as I will say. And so I really want you to kind of um, shed light on your walk, your journey, how it started and where you are today with it. Absolutely, thank you so much, Anika, and thank you for your platform, which is um, so much good information going forward every time you come on the airways. So it's exciting to be um, here with you today. Again, like you said, I am Najula Thompson, and I am a certified lifestyle business mentor and coach. I'm also a real estate broker of 20 years. I have owned and operated my own real estate brokerage for that amount of time. I happen to also be a married entrepreneur um, going into my 25th year. And you can hear me smiling hey, when I say that. that. <laughs> going into my... Yeah, going into my 25th year of marriage, and I am the mother of two female entrepreneurs. Together as a family, we own a bridal boutique, we own the real estate brokerage, we also own a um, chain of bakeries, and we've got my coaching business, and come December this year, in another six weeks, we will um, have a food truck that we're putting on the road oh, with um, wow. boiled yeah, snow crab and shrimp and all that kind of stuff. So serial entrepreneur says it lightly. <laughs> wow. I'm like tasting it right now. Oh gosh. I wish and you tell could too. Where you are too, so that they know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the deepest, most southern part of Louisiana. It's a little small town called Prairieville, Louisiana. I'm directly in between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. And so I'm sure if you don't know Baton Rouge, you know New Orleans, home of Mardi Gras. And that's where I am. So I'm in between two of the most busy hustle and bustle party cities in Louisiana, but nestled into a very, very, very small rural town where I was born and raised and now own my businesses and have raised my, my family. And, you know, I am a should-be Louisianian, prude home native, but never been. So, you know, I, every time you say it, all I could do is vision, you know, envision it and dream about it. But when you said- I feel like that's going to change, Anika. I, I, look, I got reasons to come now, and especially yes. talking about a food truck. That's why I needed to, you to shed light on what it meant when you said what you were having on the truck, because it makes all the sense in the world. Now, I want Absolutely. To we're in a festival town, so there's a festival just about every weekend of the year where I live. You're within a 20 to 30-minute ride of some sort of ethnic festival. And see, so you know what? That's, they that's always center around food. <laughs> you know, and that's where life is at because I, I chase food trucks around and now it makes sense of why I like the things that I like. Kind of See, my it's in your blood. It's in your blood. <laughs> yes, it is. I want you to shed some light on your real estate brokering and your coaching because 
that's something that I've never had on my show before is a broker. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had a lot of people putting a push on financial literacy mm-hmm. and um, financial wellness, you know, and I'm, I'm always trying to shed light on that because that's something that's missing. And it, it's like a generational gap. Yes. So yeah. I really, as a broker, I mean, that sets the bar aside from what, you know, just mainstream. That's totally different. Can you mm-hmm. educate listeners on what that means? Um, what that looks like and how you got into that and what you do for others. Absolutely. So here in the state of Louisiana, in order, well, back 19 years ago, when I first got my real estate salesperson's license, you needed to have a two-year period of licensure before you could become your own broker, which means you're the person who has sole responsibility for other licensees. Typically, you're responsible for educating them, you're responsible for training them, and you're responsible for the oversight of the activities that they serve the public with. And so back in um, the early, when did I, in 2001, when I initially got licensed, Anika, the average real estate broker in the nation was a 52-year-old Caucasian man. That was the avatar. And so here I was, this um, 30-year-old mother of three children, babies, my kids at the time were, I guess they were six, four, and three, six, four, and two. Yeah, six, four, and three. So pretty young kids looking for a way to free myself up as far as time, looking to replace my corporate income because I was in the corporate world in medical sales. I was um, selling high-ended medical equipment and supplies. I was also working in the hospice world, um, educating physicians about the benefit of hospice. So myself and my husband, we had this you know, uh, both of us at the six figure mark. And we just had this lifestyle that was dependent on a steady check and 401k and, you know, all those Mm -hmm. things, which were indicative of a successful career at the time. But, um, unfortunately enough, my mother became ill with cancer and she was our backbone. She babysat and, you know, we didn't have to pay for healthcare. In fact, I had a cafeteria plan at the time that allowed me to actually pay my mother for babysitting my kids. It was just ideal. So I thought, but she fell suddenly ill with cancer. And within 90 days of being diagnosed, she was in term and she did pass. And so whirlwind comes, you know, flying through my life. Mm -hmm. Now my, my support system is just gone just like that. So my mother and I had always had um, the hope that one day I'd have the ability to become a real estate broker. I actually had had a dream 10 years before I ever got licensed about being a real estate broker, but I was too afraid to leave my steady check. Uh And so I held on to the check, held on to the benefits. Then my mom died. And it, like I said, rug pulled from under my foot. And me and my husband were literally looking at each other like, oh my goodness, we have to be like really present as parents. How are we going to do this? And so both of us couldn't remain in corporate America and still be the level of care, give the level of care that we wanted for the three children, which led to me getting the real estate license. And that's how I became a broker. Isn't it funny how tragedy and, you know, problems and adversity always pushes us to do the things that we're so afraid to do, you know, that, I know. you know, the vision comes years and years and years. And even, you know, as young adults, we always 
have an idea of what we would do if the world were a certain way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it takes that push. And so it, it sometimes does. It sometimes yeah. takes that push. Um, I felt like I had enough information, knowledge, experience to do what I know I could, what I knew I could do as a broker, but it took that detrimental thing that circumstance to happen for me to see it no other way. You know, my yeah. mom wasn't there and I knew I didn't have anybody else that I could depend on to give that care to my children. And so I didn't want to be the mom who was missing the field trips and who, you know, wasn't there for the PTA yeah. and all that stuff. And I wanted to be like ultimately the Uber mom when it came to those things. And so I, I just, like I saw it no other way. I have to free myself from this. So I took two weeks vacation from my full-time job, which was a fight because to take two consecutive weeks, that was like a challenge, but I did. I fought for the right to do that, got the two weeks, went in, got the real estate license during those two weeks, and uh, I stayed on my job another year and a half, and so I'm all about, and I totally understand, and I coach people all the time who are in that side hustle, and uh -huh, they're trying to... Yeah, and yep. they, they, you know, they still have their dream. They yep. still have the thing that they're passionate about. And they're, like, and they're trying to figure out, yes, yes. They're trying to figure out how to tip the scale so that um, they can free themselves to go full time in that dream. But, you know, it, it takes, it, it's challenging at times. And it definitely, I know in my case, it took a whole lot of calculating life to be able to yep. say, I'm going to walk away. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was very leery of leaving my job because like I said, it was the, we were living the American dream and it was actually my husband. Who's not the risk taker in the marriage who said, you know what? It's time for you to make the move. So when it came from him, I couldn't question it. I absolutely knew it was overtime. Yeah. And so I went full time in real estate and I've never looked back. So that's my story. Yeah. And that is awesome because that allowed you to have the knowledge and wisdom to instill it in your children. And instill it in my children, yes. Yes. That's what, what I got from you last time was that a lot of people teach their kids to do what society says we're supposed to do of getting mm. a job, you know, and conforming. Mm. I, um, I, I just don't know. There's comfort in conformity <laughs> for sure, but I don't know how much. Um, I don't know how many dreams are actually achieved in conformity. I, you know, I really would challenge how many people can say I have been able to live my dream life because I decided I wasn't going to conform. You know, I'll share something with you that most people don't even know around us, but my daughter is a 21 year old who opened her bakeries at 18 years old. Um, she opened those bakeries on a three-year plan because her plan was to open the bakeries and eventually build them out so that they could stand on their own because her, her ultimate dream was to become a flight attendant. And so she had to wait until she turned 21. She turned 21 in March and she is just getting ready to pursue her dream of being a flight attendant with United Airlines. She goes into training next week. And so that's a lesson that I learned and a lesson I was able to teach also, which is sometimes things come easy. And um, I do believe when they come easy, they probably are a gift from God, but not all the time are those things your destiny. And so you should always be in search of what is your destiny? What is that ultimate 
purpose you have to serve and everything about you, how can it be used to give you the best life? Mm, you say the word destiny and it just gives me chills because the reality is that day that you wake up and you're excited to go to work or you can't sleep because you got something going on and like that it's, it's not a job. It's not draining. It's fulfilling. It gives you joy. It's addictive. It's like, you know, when you have that and you yeah. can't even explain it to others, you can't, you know, you, and, and, and I was talking to somebody this morning, it's limitless. It is. It is. Somebody asked me one time about like, how does that feel? And I, and I tell people all the time about entrepreneurship because it's definitely what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about it for my life and teaching it to others as well. But the best I can describe it is like when you hit that thing, it's like, um, I don't know if you remember being a kid and you had a field trip coming up and that night before you couldn't sleep, your mom was you know, packing the yep. lunchbox and you may have had this t-shirt that you were going to wear or whatever it may be, all those preparations, but you didn't sleep the night before your field trip. Mm -hmm. And that's what entrepreneurship is when you know that you're in the right flow for your life. You know, it, it's getting up every day and feeling that excitement and knowing that I'm getting ready to go and serve in my highest um, available, you know, position in my life. It is, it, it is an amazing thing. And you mentioned it being a gift. You know, it's, it's so funny because when you walk in your purpose, it's an easy walk, you know? Oh yeah, it is. It's, and it's you know what though, Nika, this is what happens. A lot of people, when they hear you and I say things like it's an easy walk, they think, oh, well, that means that if I'm having opposition in my business, then it's not for me. That's not true. No. Or they think if I'm having Ooh. challenges in my business, then I must not be in the right business. Or maybe oh. it's not meant for me to do that. We don't say that it's easy to say that it's without challenge. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not without challenge. Mm -hmm. But it's easy because ultimately you're having uh, the opportunity to do what you've been divinely called to do in business. That's in right. That's so, right. And, and and that's no better place. And the thing is, you have the opportunity to have relationships, to build relationships, and to have flexibility. Yes, and time freedom. Yeah. Like today, you know, my little aunt calls me, and like I said, we're in this um, pretty intense cancer battle. And she calls me and says, at 822, she says, you know, they want me to be at this place for 9 o'clock, and you know, I called you, I know you're busy, but can you? And immediately I was able to change this, change that, make myself free without guilt, without having to worry about, am I going to have a job if I make this a priority today? That that you know what I'm saying? Part. <laughs> and on five jobs for that. Yeah. For and on my worst mom, day, right? yep. yeah, on my worst day as an entrepreneur, I think about the those type of moments and it makes the worst day better than the best day of being in some other person's dream and right. some other system for my life you know yep yep so, I actually quit my job and started my business because my boss told me that I was gonna have leave with no pay for taking PTO but because my child got sick while I was out on PTO they told me they weren't gonna pay me and I said wow. regardless it was approved time off how are you gonna not pay me for time off and wow. I had it on the books. And you know, that was what, what gave me the push. Yeah, so yeah. We don't have to deal with that now. I don't have to apologize for needing to take care of my kids or my mom. It's called adaptation. Yes, yes, yeah. And you should never have to apologize for that, you know? 
And so entrepreneurship gives you that opportunity to not only have that time freedom, but it gives you the opportunity to create freedom in the lives of others. And so that's the part that I've enjoyed about it the most is being the employer is that, you know, I know how to treat people that work with me and that cooperate with me and that help me to attain my business dreams, you know, and, um, that that's the most rewarding part, you know, that is absolutely true. And, you know, that was also something that pushes me every time I think that this is all about me. I realize it's not about me. It's about the people that I want to help and all the people right. that come to me that don't have jobs that I keep saying, when I get here, guess what? You'll never have to worry about that again. Yes. Yeah. That's fuel on the fire for sure. Yeah. yeah that's fuel on the fire. They're failing, you know, they're coming mm -hmm. in and they're getting new directors and they're firing people. And these are families and these are, you know, breadwinners, you know, single parents and all this and that. And, and the things that you go through on a yeah. daily basis that keeps you in that dark place. You know, yep. it, yeah, it, absolutely. It's definitely a push um, to be better. So it is. tell listeners what your current projects are. Uh, currently, okay, you mentioned earlier that I'm the founder of the Live Your Biz community, and it is a Facebook community of about, I don't know, I think we, I started it early spring this year, and I think we're up to about five, six hundred, between five and six hundred different um, entrepreneurs throughout the world now. And um, that platform allows me to have um, the opportunity to coach uh, entrepreneurs and teach from the 20 years experience that I do possess in entrepreneurship. Just teach others how to connect to their divine right client, how to um, find the people that they're meant to have meaningful connections with. Once they make those connections, how to build a brand that those people love, line up in uh, support of, and then how to take that brand and have a global impact. Um, every entrepreneur that I know um, has a dream of time freedom. They dream of being able to help their families financially. They dream of being able to travel the world. Some of them tell me that, you know, ultimately they want to, um, have a global impact in the world um, to, to be community service. So that's what I teach people to do through creating lifestyle businesses. And I'm a certified lifestyle business coach, which is lifestyle business is a little different than just business. It's about building a business that's built on your uh, morals and goals and values, and then finding exactly the people who are in line with those things and then profiting in your life from that. That is so amazing. That's um, So I have a question for you that you can answer because not every coach and not every entrepreneur can answer this. How mm -hmm. does it feel to be global? Oh, wow. It, it feels um, amazing for me because I'm going to be honest with you. When I first knew that I had a global call to, to my platform, it was like, but you're in the... Uh, boot of Louisiana like whoever is gonna find you whoever is gonna know you and how are you gonna accomplish this I'm not in like a huge city and I'm not in a metropolis you know yep. and so um it was uh scary at very first but when I decided to launch the coaching practice as clear as I know my name is Nodula 
the charge was put on my heart to serve a million people and teach a million entrepreneurs. And it was like, but you do know I'm in Prairieville, right? And, <laughs> and you know, there's 12,000 people here and most of them have no understanding of, you know, entrepreneurship, let Any alone entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so um, through coaching and mentoring, um, and just getting out of my environment, like traveling, going to other parts of the world. And like I said, making those connections and meeting people beyond the monitor. And, uh, now I'm so proud to say I, I coach people in Australia, in Canada, in Asia. I mean, you name it. And it's, it's a blessing. It is. It's a blessing. What do you feel? Um, you said you mentioned Australia and Canada, and I'm asking you these questions because I had no intention of being global and it happened to me mm -hmm. by accident. I oh, didn't wow. realize who was watching me. I didn't uh -huh. realize where my support was coming from. So, uh -huh. and, and you talk about environment. What do you feel about that? Because once, the, you know, we limit ourselves by trying to do things in our own environment, our own community, and that's it. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what type of feedback do you get from these other countries, from people in these other countries? Because I know what I get, but I want to pick your brain a little bit and see what it's like, like what the perception is and, and, and how it sets you apart and also fulfills you at the same time from those other areas that you mentioned. Yeah, a lot of those people, um, even though the, you know, my outreach is global, mm -hmm. once I, I don't know, it's something about the clients that I've been able to attract. They, um, of the world and the ones who are seem to be um not as available as a coach th that i like to be and not as available of a coach that um you know as they want to be coached by if that makes any sense and so um i think the fact that i am southern and so there's just a hospitality that we're bred with <laughs> and there's just a level of caring for the next person that i think translates into my coaching practice and so my divine right client they come they find me and you know they they feel my vibe and they they want that nurturing they also want the fact they they flock to the fact that i'm not just a coach who learned how to coach i'm an entrepreneur mm -hmm. who has done this for 20 years i know the yep. real deal i know what they're going through it's not that i suspect it or it's not that i hear stories mm -hmm. i've been there i've walked the walk and yep. so i think that transcends distance it transcends um, ethnicity mm -hmm. and, um, you know, social background and everything. Just when you can find somebody who speaks your language, someone who um, feels your heart and can help you because they've been where you are, you know? Yep. It crosses all those boundaries it, and barriers. Yeah. It, and it crosses all water. All yes. I found that I get, I get a lot of support from other countries. Um, mm -hmm. and it was, a, it was a surprise to me because I didn't realize that people everywhere were actually looking to us over here so much, yeah. you know, because yeah. when you're in your job or in your world and in your life and going to church and stuff, we don't realize how much influence we have on other people. Right, right, right. I know here in Louisiana, there are, I really can't think of a lot of um, coaches or a lot of people who are coaching from here in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And so here, it's not so much of an um, of a usual thing. It's not a common thing. Whereas, 
you know, a few states over in Georgia and, um, you know, just further up into the country, it becomes usual and normal. It's still mm-hmm. not a normal thing here. Most people around me go, what, what, what does she do? Like, yeah. why is she always on that computer? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> who is she yeah. talking to? You know, that kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just recently, earlier in the spring, I competed in the um, Startup Bus competition, which is a, um, it's pretty much uh, the, uh, it's it's a hackathon, but it's pretty much Shark Tank on Wheels. Okay. And I competed in that competition, and I met um, entrepreneurs from all over the world. Nine buses from nine different parts of the, the world. Wow. Um, yeah, for a pitch contest. And it, it was something that vibe than you've ever seen. And get on. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika and special guest Nadula Thompson. I wanted to provide her contact information. It is NadulaThompson.com, N-O-D-G-E-L-A-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.com. Thank you guys for tuning in for this edition of Your Voice, Your Power. I'm Anika Wilson. Have a powerful weekend. 